Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour, and I am so jazzed about tonight's show. But let me make a few announcements. Many of you uh, heard that um, I was in an, an event last night with Deepak Chopra, which was absolutely fabulous. It was mind-blowing. And um, part of what we were able to do is not only introduce everyone to Deepak and the great work that he's doing, but also to his new book. So we're hoping that we're going to be able to play part of that for our VBS uh, audience in a week or two. Uh, also, if you go to www.thedrpatshow.com, that's T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com, sign up for a newsletter. You're going to be able to get information way in advance about the guests we have, about shows like the show that we're doing tonight, um, as well as our weekly lineup and schedule. Uh, in addition to that, you're going to be able to see different events that I'm going to be at. For all of you that are listening from New York, you'll actually get to meet me if you come to the Go Green Expo in Manhattan in April. So we've got lots going on here, uh, including uh, some enhancements we're developing uh, on our website. And, uh, yeah, just fashion, fasten your seatbelts. We've taken a lot of your information, we've plugged it in, and we're going to make the changes that you desire. Well, you know, my guest tonight I've had on my show several times. Uh, she's joining me here today as one of the very first teachers of the human design system in America. Zeno is my guest today, and she has been immersed in the challenge to bring this knowledge uh, to all of us so that we can apply this information in every day in our life. And I'm really thrilled to be introducing you to what the human design system is. Not only that, it is one of the most incredible, eye-catching, inspirational websites that I've been at in a long time. And I want to give that to you so you could follow along. www.humandesignsystem.com. That's humandesignsystem.com. Uh, and so I want to announce this show uh, in this way. We're going to be sharing a little bit of information about the human design system. Then we're going to be opening up the phone lines. And Zeno is going to be joining me here today and is going to share with you um, some of the information she's going to glean from connecting with you. So we're actually going to do readings. We will need your birth date, your time of birth, and your place to do these readings today. So birth date, time, and place. And so let me introduce you to an incredible individual that is helping people understand their connection, not only to this planet, but their connection to life itself. Zeno, thank you for joining us here today. Thank you very much for having me again. Well, you know, I want to thank you for sending all the flyers that you sent to us. It was such a joy last night to be handing those out uh, and, you know, to watch the expression on people's faces. Uh, as they looked at, first of all, very intriguing uh, graphic design and yet at the same time very, very meaningful. So let's talk about human design and let's, uh, let's talk about why it is different from anything that our listeners would ever have come across up to this point. Yes, actually it is a synthesis that is starting with the birth information. Like you already mentioned, I need the birth time and place. So it is a form of astrology, but it's taking the astrological information and putting it into what's called a body graph. That's a nine-centered 
body graph that's based on the seven chakras and also on the Kabbalah's tree of life. So the Kabbalah's tree of life has these ten spheres that are connected by channels, and between those spheres, that information is communicated via the channels. In human design, it's also showing the same kind of thing where the planets might make an activation. Excuse me. And then there would be a transference between these various centers. And since they're based on the chakras, it's actually something quite experientially noticeable for a person. So that is the basic way that the astrology chart gets mapped in a very special form. Well, and in, in, in our previous shows, and maybe we can talk a little bit about that today as well, um, you also took a look at my chart. And that was kind of an interesting uh, discovery and awakening in a way that um, no one has ever done that before. And so let's talk a little bit about human design and in particular um, how it was discovered and, and what the, what the, in, what I want to think about is what is the in-depth meaning when we look at the human design system and what kind of interpretations can people expect? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I um, have been lately really on this track with what is happening with Eckhart Tolle and other people about looking at the life purpose. In other words, when you look at a chart, you can really see what is built into a person's lessons in the life. Because there are, in most charts, centers that are white, that means the world comes in. And when the world comes in, it makes us kind of shaky. It makes us uncertain because it's always a changing field. So when you look at a chart, you can easily see what a person is dealing with in various ways throughout their lives. And so understanding how we are wired differently is one of the very, very first and the important pieces of information anybody can take away from looking at their charts. Well, and, and, you know, when we look at these things, I mean, I, I can only imagine how this has been for you, actually. I mean, how many people have you ever worked with on this? I mean, it's, isn't this incredible? You must be surprised and, and every day get new insights, new meanings, new interpretations. Yeah, a few days ago I was talking with somebody who is about three years studying with human design and said, it's absolutely the case that by the time you understand this map, you can't do without it. You can't enter a relationship. You don't really want to um, get totally lost without taking a look at what the dynamic is between two people, which is very, very specific in human design. And so that's, of course, one of the greatest assets. You can say, oh, this person is bringing that characteristic where I am open, and therefore I'm always attracted to that in another person, and I'm also not very stable there. And that combination gives us a huge head start in understanding how to remember to be open, how to just clean ourselves so that we are less reactive. Well, let's talk about being less reactive and let's talk about how it shows up in the, in, in the human design chart. Um, and so, you know, there are a lot of different things we can talk about. The, most importantly, not only are you sharing this information 
with your private consultations, but you're also teaching other people how to use this tool, correct? Yes, that's absolutely right. Um, I'm more interested, in a way, in teaching it because by the time that somebody has the first look at their charts, they have a starting point, and to keep going with what it is they discover by looking at other people's charts in their lives, that really is very helpful in all the in- interactions, all their relationships. So when a person is interested in looking at the dynamic, okay, so what's this person triggering in my chart? That's a very useful thing for any student, absolutely. And, and, and let's talk, I don't know if you have this in front of you, but I know that on a previous show we talked about my chart. You actually did my chart. I have your chart, yes. And I think we can use it. I'm certainly open to doing that. I mean, my listeners probably know more about me than most people. Um, but, you know, let's use that as a way to look at the many different components of the chart. And then for those of you that are listening to the show tonight, you're going to get an opportunity, an incredible opportunity, to connect directly with Zeno and, um, of course, uh, make sure you have your birthplace, your birth date, um, and your birth time so that, you know, she could take a look and see how the human design system is working for you. So let's take a look at me for a little bit. Okay. So the last time what I mentioned, when I look at your chart, there are, as I said, nine centers. And when the planets activate these various locations within one of those centers or in any of the centers, there's a possibility that a channel gets completely colored in because of the planets. So when that happens, it is coloring in the centers connected by the channel. And that is actually a basic key in how you're looking at a chart. So when I was saying that where we're open, the world comes in, and that is also opposite of that, where we're colored, we enter other people. So that's the basic mechanic that's happening all the time. And when I look at your chart, you have one channel that is completely colored in. So you have two centers that are colored. A channel is always connecting two centers. And when we see this in your chart, one center is one of the three awareness fields. That's the emotional awareness field. That's the emerging awareness that is um, about being able to tune in to how the emotional tone of an environment is. Now, what's very helpful for practically any listener is to realize that not everybody is emotionally defined. And that is about half the population is in this particular center and half the population isn't. So the people who are not emotionally defined are always being impacted. So when you come into the world, I mean, into their environment, you're bringing your emotional definition that is about the way that you want to connect to other people. And this one is very specifically about being quite intimate with others, really just going straight into I'm your best friend or on the other side. Some days you maybe aren't so open and that is the other side of it, that your openness to other people is a way that you allow people in and also that people feel connected to you since you have that particular channel. Now, 
When I'm looking at the way that channel is connected, it's connected to the sacral center, which is about the life force, sexuality. It's in, if you know the chakra system, it's the second chakra. Right. So here we are seeing something about your body's vitality that is connected to your emotional well-being. And in this instance, what would be very helpful for you to understand all the time is that that sacral center is giving you a very visceral information all the time. And so when you feel responding to something, you talked about Deepak last night and say, hey, that was just a great thing. It's charging you. It's something that's giving life force in your life. It's the center for chi. But when you feel resistance to something, that resistance is telling you that there's something that's not okay for your energy system, for your vitality. And if you force yourself or push yourself at that point, this is a way you can burn out that life force in your nature. So learning to read the visceral input is very important in your chart. You're not mentally defined, and because you're not mentally defined, this is a very big deal. Somebody can talk you into something, you feel the resistance, and you override it. You say, oh, that's a really good argument, okay, I'm going to go along, but you're not listening or honoring your own power. And so for anybody who has this sacral center defined, that's one of the things that most everybody I've ever talked with already knows how that feels. They know the feeling of resistance. They know the feeling of, eh, I got my heels dug in the ground, <laughs> and I'm pushing myself to do this. And that is something that, given the connection to the solar plexus for you particularly, it's really helpful for you to give yourself plenty of time. And in the chart, the... Um, sense of the automatic, hey, yes, I want to say yes, is really a, a good experiment to make to say, uh, why don't I get back to you? Why don't you get back to me? And since this one is a responding center to guide the world to get back to you and say, hey, Pat, what about this? Is this going to work for you? And for the person to call you three or four days later and for you to say, yeah, I feel good about it, gives you the time necessary for you to clear through your whole emotional awareness to know whether something isn't going to work for you, and then you're not on the spot to immediately have to say, here's a very good mental reason why I'm not okay with that. So it gives me some breathing room, so to speak. I mean, it literally gives me some breathing room so that I can get in touch with what is truly right and feels right and is authentic for me rather than feel like I have to answer a question or say yes to something or um, uh, agree to something that later on I look at and say, oh, wait a minute. Exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. And the, the, the way that the white centers work in our charts, it's where the world comes in and can convince us that we should go along with the other person. Now, how you're open, a person can influence you in each of those different centers. I use the example of the mental field because that's very easy to imagine somebody talking you into something, 
you energetically don't really feel good about it, but it's not that easy to come up with just an immediate reply as to why not. And so that breathing room that you would give yourself, as you say, allows you to just let everything sort through, and the next time that the person asks you, there's already a place where you're clear and you can respond appropriately saying, gee, this is really not working for me because of this good reason over here. But it's not that you're on the spot. And, of course, that's a very helpful clue for somebody like you. I'm um, looking at this chart, and the way that I can imagine people influencing you is one of the ways is by conditioning you to feel good in the moment and to make a immediate, spontaneous decision. Mm -hmm. That's another way that you can find yourself saying, oh, rats, why didn't I give myself a little couple of minutes here to decide rather than just jumping on the gun? Because as soon as that conditioning field leaves you, that feeling that that person is bringing to you is also leaving. And so by the time the other person has left your aura, you come and you're with yourself and you say, I have to now push myself. With this kind of chart, I'm sure that you know quite well that you make these commitments to other people. And for you, it's heartbreaking not to keep a commitment. Probably. Oh, oh yeah, a absolutely. So much so that um, it's really <laughs> interesting that my dissertation work had to do uh, with broken promises in organizations and not oh, yeah. keeping commitments. Yeah, exactly. So Ex exactly. <laughs> you look at this in your chart, the center that's called the heart center, it's actually the third chakra. It's about will and support. It is um, also what it is to get on the defensive. That center is something that reacts like that. You make a commitment to somebody and, you know, that is the assumption that if somebody broke a commitment to you, it would break your heart. Oh, absolutely. Oh, so you're then giving the world the same, oh, no, I can't break that person's heart. With somebody who has a defined heart center, just as a little small clue here, that person is stable there, and they say, well, it didn't work for me, so... And then they just blow it off. And for you and me, we both have the same center undefined. Here you go. How does that work? Why could they possibly just just forget that? And that is one of the big clues for all of us with undefined heart centers is to recognize that other people have a very different way that they experience that. They're looking out for numero uno. They're mm -hmm. just on that thing. And... It's natural to them. It's healthy for them in most instances. And for you or me, it's not healthy. Therefore, learning to stay open there is also recognizing the configuration of the energy. In other words, for you to make an immediate promise to somebody, then that's a place where you put yourself at somewhat of a risk. Right. That you're going to break that or feel like you have a commitment that energetically you're burning your motor. You have that energy there in your life force, and if it is something that you're forcing yourself to do, that's, you know, a very high price to pay. Well, and you're absolutely right, and I have to tell you that as I've gotten um, older, 
I've learned to manage that better. And just being aware of it was extremely important for me. And, you know, the work that you do in helping people understand all the different parts of this is so important. And, and questions come up, how do we integrate um, astrology into the human design? And I want to make sure everyone here listening uh, knows that uh, today's show uh, is with Zeno and humandesignsystem.com is the website, humandesignsystem.com. If you go to the website with us, you'll be able to see the chart that is there, uh, and it, it's incredible, incredible chart. And, you know, I just clicked on the home page, you know, I just want to say this, and, you know, there's, there's a chart that, it, that, is, that is showing up, and, it, and, and clearly we see the different signs all around the different aspects of the, the chart, and it has various layers to it. When we look at astrology and we put it in the placement that you've put it in in this system, how does this weave in a story, a pattern, that helps us understand something like, in my case, having my moon in Capricorn. Well, in this particular instance, you're looking at the top of the wheel. So um, the reference that you're talking about is showing the central body graph with planets that are just representations of somewhere in the sky at a given moment. And so when you line that up to the location in the sign of the zodiac, as you're saying, Capricorn. Capricorn is at the top of the wheel, and so if you were looking at your chart as a representation in the wheel, you would see that it is located exactly in hexagram 61. The hexagrams are coming from the Chinese Book of Changes, and so here is the interpretive basis. We're looking at that moon in Capricorn, and then we're seeing it in hexagram 61, and specifically in the third line, hexagrams have six lines. And so we would then reference that in an I Ching. But in this case, I'm going to add one thing, because it's an interesting thing that you picked this particular activation in your chart. Uh-oh. It happens to be located in the head center, the top of the body graph, and the head center is the center for inspiration. So you could say moon is related to the mood of the people, and it's also the group mind. I mean, it is the collective aspect of us. And it is also related, of course, to the emotion. So if somebody has a good astrological knowledge, the interpretation that they would use for the moon would apply. And then we would see, hey, in this case, it's in the head center. So what inspires you and what moves you is the emotional field, which is what is defined in your chart. So it comes back in that way that it is saying for you to play a role of being inspired by other people, it's a one way that you really want to connect to other people, and it's also some way that you want to interact in a larger environment, which is, a, of course, very appropriate for the work you're doing. Well, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, when, when everyone around me is looking at me and saying, oh, my gosh, you know, what are you doing? You know, how did you ever get on radio? You, you had an entirely different life plan. <laughs> 
But, you know, what you're looking at is really giving a different story, really painting a different picture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is the life plan that we think we have, and then there's the life plan. I want to make sure that everyone out there has an opportunity to connect with you today. If you would like to connect with Zeno and get some insight into what your chart may say, we want to give you that opportunity to give us a call right now toll-free, 877-876-5227. 877-876-5227, and you're going to need your birth date, your birthplace, and your birth time. Um, you know, when we look at this, and, you know, while folks are having an opportunity to call in, uh, the website, humandesignsystem.com, you know, I'm looking at this, and, and first of all, it's, a, it's just an extremely powerful visual that you have on the website. And so when I look at this visual and, you know, just look at the power, there's one question that comes to mind. Whose chart is this on the website? <laughs> um, well, there, are, there are different ways that the charts are. Uh-huh. That first one, I don't think that it doesn't have all the centers colored in. Isn't that what you're saying in the central image? Uh, right. That is just to show you the colors of what the centers would be. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go in the Newsmakers, do you see that little uh, tab there that says Newsmakers? Yes, I do. Okay, so why don't you click on Dr. Phil? Because Dr. Phil is the only person's, famous person's chart that I have that has all centers colored in. But otherwise, you can pick any of those famous people and say something to me, and I will tell you about any of those people. There are, I can get my Internet connection turned on since that I would need it to be on. Well, we want to remind everyone while we're doing this, um, you're definitely following online, humandesignsystem.com. Uh, and so what we want to do is remind everyone that we have opened up the phone lines. It's very, very important. Right here on BBS, of course, we've opened up the phone lines, and what we want to say is that you are welcome to call in, uh, connect with us, give us some information, and we will have Zeno do a reading for you today. 877-876-5227 is the toll-free number here. 877-876-5227. That's in the United States. And so I look forward to uh, having you call in. I think we have a caller. And so, Zeno, let's go to the phone. Sharon is joining us. Let me give you the birthday, okay? Okay, just a sec. All right. I just wanted to, in case we're looking at Sharon's chart, that's great. I also hope that maybe one of the famous people has something in common, just in case. Okay. okay. So, so I can say okay. what to look at that's All right. similar to her, you know. Okay. Uh, Sharon is calling in from Albany, New York. Okay. And uh, birth date is July 4th, 1952, at 3.15 p.m. in Albany, New York. Now, I don't know if she's calling in from Albany, but... No, I'm not. Oh, Sharon, okay, but you were born in Albany, I right? I was. 1952, and then I didn't get the birth time? Uh, 3.15 p.m. And, Sharon, where are you calling in from right now? Actually, um, the Adirondacks in New York. Well, there you go. Beautiful country. How's the snow uh, treating you this year? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of it. <laughs> 
I, you know, I was born in New York, too. Were you? I was, but it, nothing as beautiful as the Adirondacks. I was actually uh, born in the Bronx, but I do understand what the snow is like in Albany. Yeah, it's so even worse I'm here. Really, uh, Sharon, you and I are both born in 1952, which is a, definitely a great year to be born. And um, when I look at your chart, you have what is a combination of three channels that all interconnect with each other. And if you're looking at one of the images of the body graph, it's the bottom three centers. So you have the root center defined to the sacral center and then also defined to the spleen. So you have these like it's like a circle these three channels connect these three centers in one single unit now the thing that would be the most as i was mentioning with pat being a sacrally defined person means that for you to trust your gut and in your case to absolutely be sure that you feel completely good about anything is always going to serve you very well and it's a very worthwhile experiment to make because like pat you're a very open person now pat has a defined emotional system and that means that there is a way that she's able to perceive what's going on on the emotional level all the time she knows when it's somebody else who's in a bad mood and for somebody who has an undefined solar plexus center like you, the one thing that is really, really hard for you to understand is that when a friend of yours might get upset, that it would be very easy for you to say, why are you upset at me? I didn't do anything. And that is very, very, that's a lifelong issue that I'm sure you know about. That that place where it is very hard not to feel... Um, pressured emotionally or to feel bummed out because somebody else is upset you don't necessarily recognize that that person isn't upset at you but they maybe just assume that you can handle emotional information um are you still there yes i am okay we're just we're just sitting here hanging on every word here well you know i just want to i can't completely tell when um, I look at this, it's a very it's a it's a it's a chart that what immediately pops out at me is that for you the whole lesson in your life is to learn to be open and trust love because this is something that it must be hard for you when you get upset about an emotional relationship that is not easy for you in any kind of you know you can get heartbroken and really not have any basis by which you can easily recover and you are somebody who is designed to wait that means it's never up to you and that's a huge lesson all by itself to recognize it's not up to you and you should just if you can make an experiment to say okay i'm going to just drop the pressure here i think i'll let life come to me because when you do and you understand that the world is coming to you that it gives you an opportunity to be interactive with others you have a you have a, i mean you have a very healthy 
chart. You have an ability to be very instinctive, quite intuitive, discriminating. Um, okay, so I'm going to just stop for a second to make sure that I'm on track and not just talking to you in a way. Sharon, what, what do you think about what Zeno is saying? I think she's right on. Isn't that incredible? Yes, it is. It's almost like you go into a little shock hearing this. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I think she must have been hiding in my closet or I something. I know. Wow. So, as you know, what we're talking about is the power of how the human design system works. And I think what Sharon is saying is you are right on. Yeah. Actually, I've been doing this now 15 years, and that's what I was saying a little while ago that, there's no way that I wouldn't want to look at somebody's chart because when I look at this, I see, first of all, how I would interact and connect. And Sharon, in your chart, who you connect to is very important. It's interesting to look at your chart with Pat's chart. So as a way that the two of you hook up, this is quite a good combination for the two people, in fact. And it is a chart that manifests together. This is one of the basic mechanics in human design, that there are two modes. There is a chart style, which all three of us have, which is having a mode to wait. And when a person has a certain configuration of the centers getting connected to the throat center, then that energy of that motor, or more motors, there are four total, can get to the throat. That is able to manifest. It expresses. You, Sharon, have an undefined throat center, and that means that the whole communication is part of the exploration in your life, and it's important to understand that manifestation is something that is also like what I was saying to Pat. Very important not to push yourself for you to allow life to come so that you resonate with something and you are clear, you feel totally good in your body. You're not being manipulated because somebody's talking you in or out of something. You're also not mentally defined. And how you can get it from the sensory input is actually absolutely the best information for you because it's guiding your well-being and health. You have a defined root center, and I'm really on this. Pat, you don't have a defined root center, but the root center is about the, uh, it has several different connotations when you're looking at the chakras, but in terms of the imperative for life, the impulse to be alive, it's built into the root. And in your chart, it goes to two different centers. It goes in one way to the spleen center, which is the body's instinctive and sensory capacity to perceive. And it's also going to the sacral center, which is, of course, our life force regenerating. And bringing something out to be creative is really a potential in this chart. So how you might use your creativity, which is marked. In this chart, you have uh, an indication that it looks like creativity or at least um, discernment or taste, something like being able to decorate your house or something like that undoubtedly is very important to how you feel. And if you look at the paintings on the wall and it's 
slightly crooked. It probably matters to you, and you sort of want to straighten it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sharon, I mean, is this all true? Yes, it is. Oh, that, isn't that interesting? And I would imagine that, you know, on my chart, uh, I may look at the crooked picture, think about changing it, but uh, get preoccupied with something else and actually never get up. <laughs> yeah. Is that me? Yeah. I would say that this, you would not be motivated in the same way. For Sharon, it's connected to her sacral center, that whole discrimination, taste, that capacity for improving things. You are not driven in the same way to improve things. And so, you know, being somewhat of a perfectionist is a characteristic that is a, um, you know, it's a contribution. And just while I say this, I'm reminded that one of the things that's really important about understanding our charts is that what we have inside us is actually something beautiful and radiant, and it is serving. So when we finally get that that is a quality not given to everybody and therefore not comfortable for everybody, that's not the issue. What's the issue is that we're comfortable with ourselves so that we change the way we interact with other people in the world, that we don't pressure other people to be like us, nor do we have expectations that other people have to accept our natures. We have to accept our natures. And that's the basis by which it's much easier for us to interact with each other. That's wow. correct. Yeah. So, Sharon, how did this work out for you? She's right on. I Wow, she gave me goosebumps. I know, it's pretty incredible. I hope you have an opportunity to check out the website. I'm looking at it right now. Isn't it, like I said, isn't it really intriguing? It is. How would you describe it from your perspective and, you know, what you just heard, you know, know, share with you? I'm going to dive right into it. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. Wow, excellent. Thank you, Sharon. I have really discovered something. Thank you, Dr. Pat, for uh, bringing this lady on your show. Thank you, Zeno. Thank you very much, Sharon. Very incredible. And I'm sure that if you ever sit down and and do a one-on-one with Zeno, you're going to find a lot more information. I think so. (laughs) Thank you very much. Have a great day. I will. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. And I think we may have time to take another call. I want to make sure everybody out there um, knows that we are taking calls. You just have to give us a little information on the air. Uh, and so remember, you can call our fabulous toll-free number here, 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. And you will need to give us your birthplace, your date of birth, and the time of birth. And uh, as you just heard Zeno do with Sharon, you know, this is a multidimensional picture of of uh, yeah, something that for me is totally intriguing. While we're waiting for people to call in, let's talk at Doctor. Let's talk about Doctor Phil McGraw. You know who is okay. also on your website. Let's take a peek at that. Yeah, I I tell you, I just he just completely tripped me out when I saw this because it's a very very unusual result to see all nine centers defined. And so one thing, if you just imagine how you know him, he's like this complete no-nonsense guy, mm-hmm. and he is, he's not affected by other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the impressions that you have. This is not somebody who is wishy-washy in any way whatsoever. 
Right, that's exactly your sense of him. He is a no-nonsense, yeah, real-deal guy. Completely stable, and he's saying, okay, you have a problem, I'll tell you how to deal with it. So he has a totally stable way that he is perceiving everything. And since it is so uncommon, now, going back to that one rule, we all, saw, we all assume that everybody has the same starting point. And for Dr. Phil, he's saying... Yeah, you just get it together. <laughs> I think in some ways he's very practical in what he is telling people. He himself is, um, it's actually a very complex chart that he has. This is also one of the very seldom occurrence definition types. There are definition types, and both you and Sharon are single definition, but Dr. Phil has the least common design result. First of all, it's called a quadruple split definition. That means he has channels that connect two centers, but the centers don't connect to the other areas that are defined in the chart. So if you look at his chart, can you kind of see the top two centers are colored in and then yes. there are little pink things, but there's no completely ch colored in channel? Okay, yeah. And you see that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So that's how this is happening, that one area is separated because of those breaks in the way the channels are colored. So this is a quadruple split definition, and that means he's, one, very, very complex. This is, not some, uh, this is somebody who has an enormous capacity to perceive and each of the different areas in the chart operate independently of the others. And that is one very good reason why it's useful to really take time to let things settle. This is a chart that is, as I said, it's, it's, a, very, it's a very seldomly occurring chart. That's, I, like, I, I think he's just great, and, you know, just looking at his chart made me really happy, actually. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of interesting. I mean, have you ever done a chart for someone, and, and, and some of the people, let's, let's look at some of the people that we're talking about here um, on your website. I mean, some of the folks that, you know, you have outlined here, and let me just read off a couple of names, right? Uh, you know, uh, well, well, well. First of all, you know, let's talk about the the assassination of uh, Benazir Bhutto for a minute. Oh yes. Now, you know, it's interesting that you po posted both her chart and the assassin assassination. But I wanted to ask you what you see here that maybe we're not seeing. Yeah, actually, Benazir Bhutto's assassination really astonished me to look at it. If you look at her individual chart, you see that um, it's a very open chart, like yours, right? Mm -hmm. It is a chart that has um, only one channel defining two centers. So by design, she is somebody who would be attention-seeking. And if you look at her life, she was somebody who had incredibly beautiful things to say mm -hmm. but was in a political situation where it wasn't so easy necessarily to be heard. Right. <clears throat> she would have probably made an incredible uh, politician or talk show host here in the United States. Of course, 
uh, her calling was much different. You know, if you look at the assassination chart, right, and you see that it's colored completely differently. Mm-hmm. Yes, showing what happens when you have a transit. I mean, you have a transit. The planets are activating different places in the chart. And so it's making new center definitions for a person. In the case of this assassination, this had to be the first time it ever occurred to me. I think, okay, we have a chart that starts at birth, and then it gives the uh, potential of the life. Mm -hmm. But when I looked at this one, I realized that it also can show at the death, what the potential transcendence was. And this is very striking. Neptune is the planet that you would associate with sacrifice or martyrdom. Right. And mm-hmm. the north node is where you would say for the life trajectory. So during the last year of her life, that was forming a channel definition and it was forming a channel definition very specifically from the root to the solar plexus. But there was another one that was also there forming from the north node to the north node. In other words, the transiting north node, which is about destiny and where you're going in life, was in another channel definition with her north node. Human design uses a conscious and unconscious calculation. So when I say... It was a Neptune to North Node and North Node to North Node. That's part of what is incredibly significant here, that really she even said it, that she felt like she might be assassinated. And if I look at this chart, there are several different ways that I would see things. One of them is certainly that she must have uh, known she was walking into history that part of her fulfillment of who she was had something to do with that martyrdom, which unfortunately happens to some really good people in the world. Wow. There was another channel being defined that I found just mind-boggling, the uh, natal, the, the birth Venus, formed a channel definition that was about giving direction to the world with the transiting Venus. And so forming this channel from the diamond center, the G center, to the sacral center, that was forming this channel definition of Venus, Venus channel definition that I looked at it and said, my God, it's like the goddess said, she's my daughter. She's a royal one and just whoosh, she's going right to the stars. Wow. And When I looked at the top one, I mean, in terms of what we would look at for the outer planetary configuration, we're seeing some collective movement. And when an individual has a transiting definition to the outer planets, in the case of Benazir Bhutto's assassination, If you look at the bottom row of numbers, it says her assassination. Can you see that down there? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so look at what's underlined. Transiting Pluto on the far right, transiting Pluto, transiting Neptune, transiting Mm -hmm. Uranus, 
transiting Jupiter, transiting Venus, transiting South Node, transiting North Node, right. transiting Moon. Moon. So, you know, this definitely looks like a star configuration that was... I mean, I, I, I was deeply touched when I looked at this, and I feel like it was the first time it ever even occurred to me that we can look at the potential transcendence. I mean, with death, if we can actually complete the potential of our lives, that's actually something radiant and very beautiful. Well, you know, certainly when when I'm looking at this, and those of you that are are tuning in right now, definitely go to the website Human Design System dot com and check it out. If you go, uh, if you go to the uh, the the page that um, I believe we're talking about, let's just make sure everybody knows what we're doing here. Um, there's a, a a link on the home page that says Newsmaker Makers Charts. And so when you go there, you'll be able to see a number of different people right now that are out in the news. Let's take a minute to talk about Hillary Clinton, if you don't mind. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> well, you know, things may not be going the way she had planned. <laughs> oh, indeed. What do you see in her chart, uh, you know, from from where she was as, you know, the wife of the president to where she is right now? Um, Hillary is also under a transit right now. With the transiting North Node that was affecting Benazir Bhutto, right. it is also affecting Hillary. And Hillary's, uh, this is a powerful time for her chart as well. But what we're looking at for her natal chart, we can just go to those sentences where she would say, Talking is fine, but what about this action? Who's going to do this work? Mm-hmm. And Hillary is giving us just absolutely the best example of somebody who is a manifester by design, single definition manifester with the role of leading and influence as defining her identity. So as as sort of like an encapsulated kind of presidential picture her chart does it's no wonder she feels so driven that she's born to do that but if you look at barack obama's chart he has the kind of chart style like benazir bhutto which is called a projector by type it's a mode to wait and he is somebody who is here to be bringing conversations out and so he talks, he needs other people to work together with him because he is not a lone ranger. Hillary is somebody who, I mean, everybody says she's just tireless, and she has only one motor defined, which is the sacral motor. So that is somebody who is having only one form of awareness, which is mental. And so if you imagine how you see her, that she expresses herself as somebody who is here to lead. She isn't saying, you know, I'm here to check out how people are living their lives. Right. And his chart is what you call a split definition. Yes. Yeah, and and I I see that what you have is, you know, the mode is to wait. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so he is not the go-getter. He looks at his wife and says, she's my rock. 
So I, I know what it is for me to depend on people I trust. And so that's a very different mode of operating in the world. And yet when, once again, I just keep repeating this because it is a fairly difficult lesson to really take in that when we understand we're all wired a little differently and so it, we can move our expectations of how it ought to be to allowing ourselves to um, be as we are. Mm -hmm. Certainly with Barack Obama's chart, he is somebody who comes across, he's also emotionally defined, and Hillary is not, although by the transit, this is an emotional time for her which is obvious if you watch any of these news broadcasts. Absolutely. I mean, I think this is more emotion than we've seen uh, from Hillary in a long time. Absolutely. And at the same time, you know, the sense is that it is genuine emotion, even though people, it's unexpected. Right, right. Well, she has an emotional channel defined together with Bill, and so it's a very familiar kind of channel definition but she's still not emotionally defined, neither is Bill. And so how the two of them get volatile and get upset about things, you know, where they can be reactive, that's actually an area where it would benefit them to know that um, it's good to let it go. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, we have talked about so much, and, and again, I want to welcome uh, everyone for tuning in today, and also thanks for Sharon calling in. We certainly love getting that insight. Let me ask you this one last question as we wrap up. Out of all the charts that you've done so far that are listed on your website in this section, um, are, which one of these, if there is one, has surprised you the most? Hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't, I, I have no starting point for that. <laughs> They're kind of all that kind of interesting to well, me. every chart, yeah, actually that's, okay, I could say this because of maybe what I would say the public persona versus how the chart is. The reason I have Brad and Angelina on here. Brad Pitt is somebody who has a very open chart. And that is a chart where you look at somebody where you see the imago going into the movies or going into the tabloids. But that's a very, very open guy. Very open. I mean, he is somebody who is also designed like, um, I mean, that same design type where it's a projector. Right, it right. Is attention seeking. It needs to be recognized by other people. And the channel that is defining it is from the root, so it's about staying alive and to the spleen, so it's about his instinctive capacities or his intuitive capacities. But it's also about the body consciousness field. Uh -huh. How he comes across is this is the body, you know, hey, look at me, I'm the body. And, you know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And, and, you know, many people would ask and have always questioned whether or not, you know, when we look at people that are together, you know, uh, what is that relationship like? I mean, on the, on the flip side of that, we're looking at Angelina Jolie. Yes. And they have... I this one is one that is sort of a good lesson for me. What happens in this chart is 
not what I would have expected. I wouldn't have expected them to have endured so long, to tell you the truth. You and millions of other people. She has a lot of definition, and she is the determination of this couple. This is not like Brad is the one who's deciding things here. This is a story where you see one person having a very dominating chart, not dominating, that's not quite the right word, but one person is determining a whole lot of how that couple is working, and the other person is a reflection of that. But Angelina brings Brad the connection to his personality son. And so she is somebody who is wired to see his light. And I think that's very powerful for him. I do. I think that must be a very big attractor for him, that he has the feeling that she can see him and since not everybody can see him, I don't think a lot of people can see him. I think that's actually probably very important about this mutual relationship. Wow. Well, you know, I want to thank you. This hour has gone so quickly. And you all listening to the show, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about some of these other folks, but maybe we'll have to do it again. Uh, this has been a great conversation. And, again, I want to mention to folks, that they could go to your website, Human Design System. Let me ask you, Zeno, what would you like to say to our listeners? What's your personal message? Oh, gee, I think we're really all going on this big path of awakening in our consciousness now, and that this is a time to remember that this is the change we've been all waiting for. So fasten your seatbelt, eh? Yeah. Wow, thank you so much for joining us today. I always love chatting with you, and uh, and I look forward to our next conversation together. I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in, uh, VBS Radio for pushing all the right buttons, and for many of you that are on the path that we are on, that path of searching, that path of doing, and that path of being. I want to wish you an incredible, incredible week and a fabulous, fabulous life. Until next week, live life full out. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. We'll see you next week on The Dr. Pat Show.